my goodness. back to the Hey Big Hair Podcast. Mm, as you know, I am your host. And this song just, you know, it spells out my spirit right now. Now, I don't own the rights to this music. If your parents ever had a card party, if you got a drunk uncle or a drunk auntie, you should know who the song is by. It's by Al Green. It's called I'm Tired of Being Alone. And damn it. Oh, Lord. I mean, I got to work i'm tired of that oh i got bills oh lord i am tired of that i'm just tired i'm tired of so much Ooh. Mm-hmm. let's get into it let's get into it before we get started i do want to discuss um a soundbite i will play the soundbite quickly um, Joy Behar made a comment on the view regarding gun laws um, and, you know, how it is. People on the shade room, you know, everybody has to give backlash. Everybody has to take on this negative perspective of things. And, you know, I don't know. That's just the world we live in. That's the social media world we live in. Everyone wants to make things look so pretty and so beautiful but you can tell how people are on the inside because that's what we actually get to see. So no matter how good people look, we get to really see what people say and how people feel because when it comes to this online stuff, they really have no filter. Now she did make a comment and a lot of people did not find her comment to be, you know, the best comment. They found her comment to be ignorant. I actually agree. And the thing is, is Whoopi Goldberg, you know, she can only say so much. You know what I'm saying? She's the black person on the show. So what I believe is to keep her from being the villain, basically, or always the one that has to say the difficult things or bring up race or bring up the systematic oppression, they kind of, you know... I don't know if they plan it. I don't know if, you know, they rehearse it. I don't know. But Joy Behar usually comes through and says things that need to be said sometimes. And that's the purpose of the show. I work, so I don't get to watch The View. But I definitely agree with Joy's comment. You know, I don't think that there was anything wrong with it. This is one of those things that is still difficult to hear. And I don't know why certain things are so difficult to hear. I don't know why things are so difficult to believe. Like these things have been proven time and time again, but we're going to break it down. We're going to get into it. And I'm going to tell you why I agree with what she's saying. So let's give it a listen. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. So here's the here's the bottom line to this. We all need to get off our asses and get out and vote. 
Now, I'm sure as you guys know, that was Whoopi Goldberg at the end. But um, Sonny Hostin is the one who was saying, well, it happened with the Black Panthers. And even though a lot of us may not have been there, it definitely did. It wasn't appropriate. It wasn't acceptable. It was very intimidating to see so many Black people come in exercising their Second Amendment rights. But, you know, you have the social media age wanting to say, that was so dumb. She's acting like black people don't own buy guns. That's so racist. Why would they say that? Black people own and buy guns. Yeah, but there are a whole lot of things to keep you from buying guns. Do we want to forget about racial profiling? Do we want to forget about, you know, you being accused of something, arrested for something, detained for something, and you not having proper legal representation? So if you don't want them to throw the whole book at your ass, like it's some sort of penalty for fighting for your innocence, if you don't have proper representation, you just have to plead out and take whatever they want to give you. Those people can't come out and buy guns even though they've never committed a crime. They've pled guilty to something because three to five years in probation looks a whole lot better than 20 if you try to fight this and we lose. And the person who's saying, if we try to fight this, don't look like they're fighting for shit. And this isn't the kingpins that we're talking about. This isn't the swipers that we're talking about. The people I'm referring to are people who have been misidentified, people who have been profiled, and people who have had charges piled up on them for doing absolutely nothing. You can literally be walking down the street as a black person, and if the police walk up to you and ask you, well, what are you doing over here? Do you live over here? I need some proof that you live over here, and you get angry because you're a tax paying citizen they can then accuse you of something and if it's just you and them there and you have no proof guess what when all that's said and done you don't get to buy a gun so please stop acting like it's an easy thing to do this is why you don't see black people on juries because they get pulled over more they get ticketed more. They can't afford the tickets because of unemployment, because of poor wages, because of poverty. So they lose their licenses. Something that also keeps them from finding a better paying job and from being pulled for juries. So this is why you also don't get a jury of your peers when you're snatched up off of the street and thrown in somebody's courtroom because the people that they profile and pull over and ticket and drain dry are no longer eligible candidates to decide your fate. It is the people that they let go. It is the people that they pay better wages. It is the people that they give better rates on loans. It is those people who come in there and don't know what it's like to be you. Don't know what it's like to be snatched off of the street when they're minding their own business. So they don't even think that that's possible because it's not their reality. So back to the gun laws. You have people who actually commit crimes. Okay, check them off. 
Now, if the crime isn't a violent crime, I don't know why that will stop them, but neither here nor there. Let's keep it all the way real. Do you think that if every 18-year-old high school student that just graduated with a clean record because the police have not ruined their name, do you think that if every single one of them on their 18th birthday or the day after their graduation went and bought assault rifles, don't you think that something would change? It would absolutely change because they don't want that demographic to be armed. They are afraid of what that demographic of people is going to do if they're armed. I'm not saying that the 18 year olds don't still have guns, but I'm saying they can't track something that they have no record of. And if there was a record of these social media kids, these kids with all of these new medications they're coming out with, these kids with their wild hair and their colorful clothes, if they were interested, if they were that interested in becoming gun owners coming out of the black community, that law would definitely change. So I don't like the fact that you have black people saying, oh, they're acting like black people don't have guns. They're acting. Nobody's acting like black people don't have guns. What they're acting like is if there is a record of 18-year-old black boys going out, buying guns, having guns in their possession, and being ready and willing to use them the same way that these white boys are, this shit will come to a screeching halt. But at this point in time, it's not a priority because they're on the right side of the barrel, not the wrong side of it. So there's no incentive to change anything. They're still not the victims of it. I mean, yeah, okay, some schools, some kids, whatever. But, eh, you know, these things happen. It's literally just like a a thing here. A thing that they have no desire to change, to fix. I mean, they'll address it until they're blue in the face. They'll offer you their thoughts and prayers. But, um, you know, that's it. When Richard Reed attempted a bomb back in, what, 2001? A shoe bomb? We've been taking our shoes off at the airport ever since. Like, they acted immediately. So, there are things that they can address, they can fix, they can resolve. There are laws, there are rules. No matter how ridiculous, they can implement. But it's just not a priority. So, you know, you can go buy Whoopi Goldberg's advice and get out here and vote. I don't know if that vote is going to stop somebody from breaking into your house, stop some assailant from raping you or robbing you. I don't know. Hopefully you can throw a vote at them and they'll run away. So let's get into our next topic of conversation. I um, I, I, sh- I should just go ahead and play Al Green again because, baby, <laughs> I am tired. Monique, ma'am, what are you doing? Now... Monique, I made a pod referencing Monique way at the beginning of my podcast, you know, episodes. It's um, undermining the business that pays you. And I spoke on Monique because she is one of the elders now. 
she's always been an elder. You know what I'm saying? My mom went to see Queens of Comedy. I'm in a totally different demographic. But her message, I always agreed with her message until now. Um, You know, if you follow Monique's story, it just seems like everyone is doing her wrong. And you know what? She could have really gotten away with it. She could have really gotten over on us. But like I said, the social media age, no matter how good something looks, people are going to show you their heart. They're going to show you their true selves. Now, the entire time she was going back and forth with Steve Harvey, you know, when he wanted her to apologize to Tyler Perry and Oprah and Lee Daniels and she was blackballed. And every time she does something with someone, everybody comes back with these bad stories about their interactions with her, how difficult she is to work with. We never, ever (laughs) had any proof of this. So our crazy asses been riding with Monique because she's the only person who's actually telling the story. Now, the story about her being difficult, that was an insider thing. That was a Hollywood thing. So if you're a director or a producer or, you know, a casting person or whatever, those are the people who are hearing these things. Us as general public, we're not hearing these things, but we're also not the ones that she's soliciting for work so i can see how she you know claims to be blackballed but us as the public she had our support because we were never able to see what it was they were accusing her of we could not see it you know how you'll see this nice old lady i'm not talking about monique I just love old people. So you see this nice old lady. I mean, she is just sweet as pie. She's always offering you something. You know, she just reminds everyone of their grandmother. She's so nice and sweet and and warm and welcoming to you. How would you accept it or even process it if somebody told you that this old lady like pistol whipped them or something? You're like, no, not not Miss Greta. You know, you're not going to go with that. You're going to be like, Mm-mm, that didn't happen. No, I refuse to believe it. That's what we've been doing with Monique this entire time. She's been blackballed. Now, I will say this. I will say this. For everyone, and this is including D.L. Hughley, that um, heard something about Monique, that heard that working with her was an occupational hazard. That is a direct quote from D.L. Hughley, not me. But for everyone who has heard something negative about working with her and during this entire time she's been blackballed, never reached out, never tried to work with her, never tried to pull her up. It's just real convenient um, that as soon as 50 Cent starts working with her, now you are okay with touring. Like, listen, she's been blackballed for, what, 10, 12 years or something like that? So why didn't you put her on your stage when, you know, she didn't really have much leverage? Now that 50 Cent has threw her a lifeline... Seems a little clout chasey to me that um, D.L. Hughley all of a sudden wanted to work with her. Now, in this, 
that is the only negative thing I have to say about D.L. Hughley. Everything else is on you, Monique. Um, again, we would never have believed Miss Greta was out here pistol whipping people. Okay, we would have never believed that. But what do we do? We walk over one day over Miss Greta house. We usually go over there around five o'clock after we get off work. And we see her sitting on the porch. But today we took the day off. And we just want to go check on Miss Greta, see how she doing. And she's in there just stomping somebody to death because they owe her some money from a bingo bet. I don't know what the fuck Miss Greta is in there doing. But that's what Monique did to us. She went on that stage and she showed her ass. Now, again, Monique, she does not appeal to my demographic, and I don't feel like she ever has. Um, Even when she had the show out, the Parkers, you know, nobody really in my age range. I can't say the same for my mom or older cousins or aunts, uncles, whatever. But in my age range, we were watching it to see Countess Vaughn because that was her spinoff from Moesha. So let's clear that air, okay? Now, with that said, I have never been a Monique fan, even though I'm a huge, huge fan of stand-up comedy. You know, um, I like some more because I, I'm from the BT Comic View days. You know, you teenagers use up watching Comic View. So I remember a comedian named Chocolate. Um, I like, again, some more. I like Melanie Camacho, so it's not necessarily her age. It's more so her, I don't know, her content, I guess. So the reason I'm saying this is because me feeling this way is one thing, but I believe that I'm not alone in feeling this way. And I'm about to explain what way I'm referring to. After the whole Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, um, Oprah Winfrey rants, I said to my, and I love comedy. Like, I love comedy shows more than anything. I love it more than plays. I love it more than movies. Like, it's just a different thing. So, I'm saying this. I would never buy a ticket to a Monique comedy show after seeing those rants it just seems like that's what you would be signing on to see and I said this when she got on stage however many years ago and went on that rant even though I supported her point of view even though I did feel like okay she does have a point you know people want you to compromise yourself they want to act like that's normal they want to you know tell you what to do and how to do it you shouldn't have to go through that if you've earned your position I agree with that I wholeheartedly agree with that but when it comes to being a stand-up comedian the criteria is if you're standing up on that stage even sitting down hell I don't care if you're laying on the stage you have to be funny so even though I understand your plight bitch I don't want to hear this when I go to watch a comedy show like Dave Chappelle has a lot of insightful points he has a lot of information he has a lot of things that you really do have to pay attention and follow 
in order to even understand his jokes. So it's not that we want you to dumb it down. It's not that we want you to do anything to make it easier for us. We just want you to be funny. You know, we understand that there's some seriousness going on behind the scenes, but this is your problem, ma'am. I know that when she wants to go on her rants, she may feel like people are telling her to just shut up and dribble. You know, that's how the, you know, basketball players felt when they were trying to speak out against, you know, police brutality and people were saying, oh, this is not the time nor the place. But the thing is, is police brutality is something that affects an entire community. Her problems affect her. So this is why we don't want to go and buy a ticket and hear about this shit. Even if I was in your demographic, even if I did go see Queens of Comedy, I would not spend a dime to see a Monique comedy show because I feel like that's what I'm going to get. Whether I agree that Netflix should pay you at least a half as much as they paid Amy Schumer, I don't think so. But that's neither here nor there. You have to put in the work. And that does not mean look good on paper. That does not mean, oh, I was in Queens of Comedy 20 years ago. Oh, I did a movie once within that 20 year time frame up to now in a TV show. So what this means is you should just pay me a whole lot of money to get on stage, even though the arena isn't full, even though I'm not selling any tickets, even though I haven't invested in my own comedy special. And that's the thing with any of these artists, any of them, especially now, especially with all of the social media and follows and the, you know, ad revenue that they can get off of how many people are following you. All of these things matter. When they're going out and they're finding rappers and artists, and all, they're trying to find people with their own following already. They're trying to find people who have a demographic of people they can market to. They're trying to find people who already have a fan base so that when they do put out a project, they have something to project. But with Monique, that's not the case. And I hate to be the one to say this, but for that 10 years that you were blackballed, you were not honing your craft. You were stewing in anger and bitterness. And now it has spilled into your craft. It has spilled into and poisoned your comedy. You are just not funny. And you're going to keep proving it time and time again. Corey Holcomb said it. I wholeheartedly agree. You went up there and went off at the Fox Theater in Detroit because you know we not having that shit. You know we gonna boo and we gonna act a total fool if you get on that stage and we not laughing. So being that you were not prepared, being that you have not been honing your craft, being that you have not been getting better, being that you have not been making sure your um, skills are still sharp, Lunell would not have gotten on stage and did that. Melanie Camacho would not have gotten on stage and did that. But Monique seems to be entitled. And the least you can do if you want to be an entitled comedian is be funny. And I'm sorry, I love comedy, but I have not heard Monique be funny. So 
It is what it is when it comes to that. She is not entitled to anything behind winning an Oscar. Yes, it's an achievement, but if you want to leverage that Oscar and the years of work you've put in and da, 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 there has to be a demand for you. You winning an Oscar and no one wanting to work with you is not a demand. There is no demand. There is no want. There is no one saying, we have to go get her. We have to have her in this film. Go find her. Have your people call her people. We need her. If that's not the conversation that's being had, you can't say, well, I want an Oscar, so I should be treated like this. That's not the case. You are not owed anything on a comedy stage because you won an Oscar for a movie. No more than Denzel can try to negotiate what Dave Chappelle gets for a comedy show because he's Denzel Washington. He can't do that. You can't take what you've achieved in film and think that you should be able to leverage that on a comedy stage. It doesn't work that way. Or at least it doesn't appear to be working that way. So that's what it is. We're going to move on from this because quite frankly, I'm tired of talking about it, but she showed us what those people were talking about and why she was actually blackballed because this is the last thing I'll say. What she did was she took a contract dispute. It looks like the promoters played both of them and kind of said, well, shit, they'll figure it out when they get there. The promoters played both of you. The promoters told both of you the same. Oh, you the star. You the headliner. Oh, you the star. You the headliner. And y'all both get there. Or you get there first. He's not there. Or he gets there first. You're not. I don't know what the situation was, but it sounded like she got there first. And he was saying he's not going on. So she goes on. And she went out on stage before him and tore him to shreds. Now, I get that you may not have liked how he approached it. I'm not going unless you go on blah, 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 blah. But baby, this is the Fox Theater. What's the problem? This is a huge venue. What is the problem? If you're funny, it does not matter when you go on. And the thing is, is a lot of comedians have said that. Lunell said that. I don't care about going on before somebody because I'm going to kill that shit. But that's the thing. She wants to be last because she wants people to be sitting in there and listening to whatever story she's about to tell. And she took out a contract dispute on another person who had the same gripe that she had, who was told the same thing she was told. So you go out there and you tear him apart. You call him all sorts of cowards and bring up his wife and all of that. Over, over some shit a promoter did to you? All of that? So we would have been able to continue on believing that people did her wrong if we would not have seen that. So no matter how good it looks, no matter how good people try to make it sound, oh, I love us for real. Oh, my sweet babies. Miss Greta is stomping people out, okay? I know you didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it. But Miss Greta is over there pistol whipping people over bingo bets okay let's get on to the next huh (laughs) Lori Harvey broke up with Michael B. Jordan now this sounds like a rich person's problem I really don't care to speak about it but we here so why not I'm gonna say this this has already been discussed 
This has already been referenced. This has already been detailed in my previous pod, why marriages aren't lasting like they used to. And my reason and my explanation behind that was because marriages are not appealing anymore. You have men out here saying that Beyonce, you know, Jay-Z's wife, isn't a 10. That same person, I won't name this person, also says when you deal with a high value man, you have to understand that a lot of women want this man. To hell with the men who want you. But you have to deal with a lot of women wanting this man. So this means that you're going to basically have to share this man. So that's what comes along with being with a high value man is that other women want him. You have a lot of competition out here. So you can have the position of the wife, but I'm still going to do me. I'm still going to explore my options. And this is supposed to sound good to a 25 year old. This is supposed to sound good. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants that anymore. People have made marriages look and sound so awful that nobody wants that shit. This is not how it used to be. This is not back in the days in the 90s, 2000s, and maybe even 2010s where women aspired to be wives and they wanted to be someone's girlfriend. They wanted to be someone's mother and they wanted to have this family. And no. I'm glad that a lot of these girls are getting their heads on straight and understanding because you'll get with somebody when you're 25, you're going to have these kids by him, and then when you're 35 and he want to move on to the next, now you damaged goods, now you a leftover woman, now you just that. So I don't disagree with her not wanting to continue. She could have played him. She could have lied. She could have, you know, if she was one of these little clout chasey type chicks, she could have got with this high profile dude, popped out some of his babies and lived off the child support for the rest of her life. That's not a hard hustle, especially when you got a dude wrapped around your finger. It's not. And the crazy thing is, is you have men. Oh, I'm confused. Women ain't never satisfied. See what I'm saying? When he go with a white girl, we don't want to hear nothing. Everybody's mad. But ain't this the same demographic of men who still mad at Sierra forget with Russell Wilson? Ain't, 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 am, I, am I lost in that? Because if she would have gotten with him, if she would have gotten married to him, y'all would have been looking at him and their relationship the same way you would have been looking at Sierra and Russell Wilson's relationship. You would have had something to say either way so i can respect the fact that she's not living for the public opinion that she's not living for what other people have to say about her situation she's in her 20s she's enjoying herself case closed y'all don't make marriage look good the more y'all got the more shit it sounds like a woman has to take from you so don't nobody want that let me go out here and live my best life. And then when I'm tired of living my best life, I'll see what you're doing. Because, you know, you taking the best years of my life just to run off and do you while I'm sitting here looking crazy. No, that's for the birds. Nobody wants that. Marriage does not look good. Again, it's on married people to make marriage great again. Unless they do that, nobody is going to be jumping and flocking at this, especially people who have a whole lot of options. And Lori Harvey definitely seems to be 
one of those people. So the same way men say, oh, well, men marry who they want, women marry who they can. Ah, that's not so true after all. Now is it? Is it? Now with that said, I do want to say City Girls is up. For a second, I thought Jada Pink was going to have to pull us back up. She started with her bullshit on the red table talk. She is a cold, callous cunt. Okay? I do not like her. I probably can't even watch Low Down Dirty Shame anymore the same as I used to. I mean, the rest of her movies was god-awful. You know, she, I just, I can't with her. I cannot with her. She had the audacity to have people on to talk about alopecia. Bitch, that is not a deadly disease. I'm not going to tell you anymore. You want this bald head hoe shit? Will Smith, if he has any sense, he will give her back to the streets. I saw on a blog. I don't know if it was a credible blog. I was just scrolling Facebook, minding my own damn business, that he's going to quit acting. And I told y'all, and Will, 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 what do we have here? My previous pod, I told y'all he has one, two options. He has to either quit acting because he's embarrassed himself around his peers or he has to leave her because she's going to keep breaking him so that every time she puts a piece back on him, he can feel like she's healing him. She is the devil. Like I, I usually don't feel this strongly, but I see what she's doing and it's really messed up. I'm not going to waste no more time on Jada Pinkett Smith. Let's move on. I swear, this city girl stock is just like up and down and up and down. It's like freaking crypto. It's ridiculous. So, you know, we took that L, the whole city girls thing. Um, then they got back up from um, Johnny Depp winning against Amber Heard. Now, I knew that she was lying. You know, if you know me, you know, it's very few people that I trust. And Amber Heard was one of those people. I do not trust her. I didn't believe a word she was saying. She just, and uh, whatever. I didn't trust her to begin with. So City Girls took a loss with that. You know, so we've been back and forth. I thought Jada was going to have to save us, but Lori pulled us through. So big ups to Lori. It's really unfortunate. Michael B. Jordan seems like a cool dude, but what else are we supposed to think? We are fans of his films. We are people on the other side. What else do we have to go off of? You know, I mean, he's cool. Like I said, young, successful, nice looking man, but maybe she wanted more or maybe she just wanted more time for herself. Maybe she's exploring her options. And when you are successful and when you have options and when you are sought after, that's a luxury that you definitely have. So even though, you know, nobody likes to be heartbroken, nobody likes to be broken up with, no one wants to see people in things or people know how it feels to end things. All of those things are factors in our public opinion. But at the end of the day, we just have to respect the space that she's in right now. And it's really none of our business. I discussed it because, like I said, men are going crazy. Men are always going crazy about women's business. Like, it's getting out of hand and it's a little scary. Now, like I said, City Girl stock is up and down like crypto. But I have to say this because... it's a little agitating and this is what men would prefer as opposed to you know letting us do or letting us follow our hearts and what we want now the funny thing is is women they can be unreasonable yes they can have standards that are too high 
Absolutely. They can be illogical in their expectations. I agree with all of those points. I know how hard these matchmakers have it when they're trying to pair women, especially women from a certain community. We won't call them out today. But when they're trying to pair women up with partners or mates or potential spouses, it is difficult because women have this expectation of something that is very unattainable and something that will not be genuine or that they won't necessarily achieve. Okay, now that I've said that, can we please acknowledge that men are a little illogical too? Can we please do that? Because when I discussed in my previous pod about men wanting to get with you, but they want to get with everybody else and, you know, they want to marry you just to shit on you. Can we please acknowledge that that's not logical? That is just not. That is not logical to say, I want a woman who loves me for me. And then turn around and say, well, since I have all of this money and I'm paying the bills, I should be able to go and cheat. So you don't want a woman that loves you for you if that's the you you're giving her. Okay? can we please wrap our heads, wrap our minds around that? Can we please do that? You don't want a woman that loves you for you. You don't want a woman that's going to take care of you when you're sick, that's going to be there for you on your deathbed, that's going to come through for you when you need something, when you need someone, when you need someone to pick you up. You don't want that when you are a man that has money or power or this, that, and the third. Everybody claims to want that, but then you give a version of yourself that is tolerated at best. Like, nobody wants that. Now, you do have women who will tolerate it, just like Michael Blackson's chick. And then she got her ass on the TV show and lied, talking about, oh, well, you know, like verbatim fucking lied. She got on the shade room or some show. I saw a clip on the shade room. Shout out to shade room. And said, oh, well, you know, I it was actually my idea to bring other people into the relationship. It gets boring to um, be with the same person every day. Blah, 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 blah. All is bullshit. She's lying. A, because she's broken up with Michael Blackson several times for cheating and she went back. Okay, that's thing one. Thing two is when he was on the Shannon Sharp podcast club, Shay Shay, he told Shannon Sharp, yeah, I have my I have my fiance for a couple days a week and then I go off and be with somebody else. Bitch, that's not a threesome. That's not spicing anything up. You don't like it, but to save face and keep yourself from looking stupid, you say, oh, well, it was my idea. You know, it's really boring. And, you know, I, I'm such a cool girlfriend and cause such a cool fee. No, you like the amenities, baby. Let's just be for real. Michael Blackson ain't even attractive, sis. So everybody already know once you see a woman with Michael Blackson, why she's with Michael Blackson, okay? Because he's not, ain't nobody getting wet over Michael Blackson. Like, let's just call it what it is, okay? So just seeing that, it's just, come on, can, can we stop? Can we, y'all about to make me, all right. See, this is what y'all making me do. I'm tired, okay? I'm not about to keep doing this. 
I'm not about to keep doing this. It's illogical, man. Men, are you listening? It's illogical to say, hey, I want someone to love me for me. I want this ride or die out. No, you can't ask for those things. And what you're giving to this person is a bunch of shit for them to take. You're giving them pain. You're giving them rejection. You're giving them insecurities. You're giving them all of these things. And you expect a queen. You expect for someone to come through for you. You expect for someone to respect you and not resent you. It's illogical. So we know that women are illogical. Hey, I'm about to put this big ass on my back. I'm about to go pay a doctor for that. But I want people to like me for my personality. Yeah, that's what I want people to like me for. Y'all I got to offer is sex, but you know, I don't want people to only want that from me. We know that's illogical. Can we please get around to the fact that you guys are not very logical either? We all need to fix ourselves in order to be the best possible person we can be for someone else. We want to be the type of person that the person we want wants. Okay? And if you don't know what I'm saying, you need to reference one of my previous podcasts, okay? Because I definitely got into detail about having a type and what is a 10. Because a lot of people have these preferences, but you don't even be the preference of the person that is your preference and that's what the real problem is everybody wants the person that doesn't want them back so let's start looking within let's do that we need to fix ourselves women you need to fix yourselves but men y'all need to fix yourselves too this has nothing to do with oh you can't afford an expensive date oh you can't do this Because even when you can, you're still a shitty dude. So, come on. Let's, let's, come on. Because I'm tired. Oh, I'm so, so tired. Now, please be advised that um, the whole thing about preferences and being treated a certain way and X, Y, and Z, that's also under the podcast, Seriously. So, if you want to listen to that or what is the 10, please feel free. I will not hold it against you. Now, before I let you guys go, I was going to put this in the middle of the podcast, but I didn't need y'all stopping listening to my podcast to go and do something else. But now that I'm wrapping up this podcast, I need to tell you, if you have not went on YouTube and search The Domino Effect by Ali Sadiq. Thank me later. Thank me later. If you want to tell me about it, go follow the Hey Big Hair Podcast IG. But thank me. Go ahead and thank me later. Ali Sadiq, The Domino Effect. It is hilarious. And this is something that Monique could do if she had material. But just like the great Corey Holcomb said, this is what you do when you don't have any jokes and you on one of the toughest stages in America, which was Detroit, Michigan, Fox Theater at the time of that last rant. Anywho, that's it for today's pod. Thank you guys so much for coming in and listening. Again, if you are not following, make sure you go follow the Hey Big Hair Podcast IG. I always post the most current episodes. Follow the link in the bio. Leave some comments under some pictures. Appropriate comments, please. 
And, you know, soon and very soon, I'll be open to having some guests so we can have some exchanges and some commentary. Anyone who wants to be a guest, you must be an avid listener of the show. I cannot stress this enough or at least research the show before you go on there. Um, Too many times I've seen unfortunate incidents like the one referenced in the podcast, Seriously. Um, where you go onto a podcast or any type of show, you don't know what type of environment you're walking into. And, you know, it doesn't go well because the person is disrespectful. They're asking inappropriate questions. They're doing certain things that don't sit well with you. So kind of know who and what you're dealing with and if that is a person that you can have a healthy dialogue with or if you want to go in with your petty guns blazing, that's completely fine too. But again, The only thing that I want for anyone is just to know the environment you're walking into. With that being said, I will check back in with you guys later. I hope you enjoyed today's pod. If you did, share some of these links with your friends. Follow the Hey Big Hair podcast on IG. Hit me up after you watch that comedy special. I loved it. Later.